I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hi, you're about to get smarter in just a few minutes with Curiosity Daily from Discovery. Time flies when you're learning super cool stuff. I'm Nate. And I'm Callie. If you're dropping in for the first time, welcome to Curiosity, where we aim to blow your mind by helping you to grow your mind. If you're a loyal listener, welcome back. Today, you'll learn about a new brain interface that allows people to play games with their minds, how bad luck might make you less committed to achieving greatness, and some alarming news about how the way humans use salt is not just bad for our bodies, but the planet as well. Without further ado, let's satisfy some curiosity. Scientists in Spain have pitted 22 competitors against each other in a game they played with their minds. This sounds like a story about a brain-computer interface. Yeah, you are exactly right. (laughs) Okay. So since AI and neural networks and deep learning have begun to get better and better, we're seeing a lot more of these stories, right? So how does this one work? Is mesh implanted on the brain and connected to a powerful AI bot? Uh, Well, not quite. And that is one thing that makes this tech such a breakthrough. Typically, in order to translate our thoughts into actions, researchers kind of need to go to the source. Like you said, That usually means a direct connection to the surface of the brain. But in this case, all it took was eight electrodes placed around the head and a few minutes of calibration. Cool. So how did they do it? So the electrodes, or electroencephalograms, used something called code-modulated visual evoked potentials, CVEPs. It's basically a way to use visual stimuli to get the brain to produce very specific responses. Then they use those responses to calibrate the communication between the brain and external devices. Okay, I think that makes sense. Basically, electrodes decoded what the brain was thinking, and a machine turned those thoughts into action. But what was the action? What game were they playing? Connect 4. Ah, classic. You slide little checkers into the slots on the board and try to be the first one to get four in a row. Yep. So in this case, the participants in the study were able to play against each other using only their minds. They would consider where to drop their pieces, and the computer would read their minds and make the move for them. Like I said, there have been a lot of stories lately about computers reading our minds, but this feels huge. It's definitely a breakthrough. But not only are they able to translate user thoughts into game actions, they did it with nearly 94% accuracy, which is kind of unheard of. Plus, the users reported high levels of satisfaction with the game. They said it was intuitive, easy to learn how to use, and really responsive. And of course, this isn't just about Connect 4. I mean, an easy, satisfying way to produce actions with the mind? This seems like it could be a huge deal for millions of people who struggle with movement disorders. Absolutely. People who are paralyzed or who face neurological disorders could finally have a practical way to control part of their environment. But there are still a few hurdles to get over, one of which is those electrodes. Obviously, it's great that they were able to accomplish this kind of accuracy without an invasive brain plant, But slathering your head with gel and wearing electrodes around isn't the most enjoyable way to spend your day. (laughs) Okay, yeah, you make a good point. So the next step is to figure out how to create an even lighter touch. And, you know, while 94% accuracy is extremely high, they definitely want to go even higher. Plus, the response time is perfect for a game like Connect 4. But to play more complicated, say, character-based games, 
you want to be able to think about the move and make it happen at the same time. Right now, there's a small lag between the thought and then the action. Okay, but still, the implications for those with disabilities is huge. But honestly, if I could control a game character with my mind without having to plug my head into something, I'd be pretty tempted. And you're not alone. This tech could have a big impact on healthcare, gaming, and computing. It's definitely something to keep your eye on. That is pretty cool. A new study suggests that having bad luck is actually worse than just having bad luck. It can cause something researchers call goal paralysis. Hang on. All right. I'm not sure where I am on, you know, bad luck. <laughs> like sometimes the cards just don't come up aces, right? But as a science enthusiast, I know rationally that bad luck probably isn't really a thing. Events just occur. When bad things happen, it's not because a black cat crossed your path or because it's Friday the 13th. It's because bad things just happen sometimes. So how can bad luck cause more bad things to happen? That's a great point, actually, and you're right. Events just occur. Luck is all about our perception of how those events turn out. But then again, there are games of chance. There's slot machines and card games. Lots of kids' board games rely on the roll of the dice. And oh my gosh, in my last D&D session, I rolled four nat ones and it feels awful. And while the outcomes probably have nothing to do with the player's luck, when you're on a losing streak, it can feel like you're cursed. Uh, that Yeah, that makes sense. So this study was really about how the sensation of bad luck makes us behave. Exactly. And what makes this particular study interesting is that it's the first of its kind. Tons of studies in the past have looked at how the sensation of bad luck affects our behavior when it comes to gambling or risk-taking. Like, if you feel like you're in the midst of a streak of bad luck, how likely are you to keep putting money on the card table? All right, so how is this study different? The researchers in this study wanted to know how bad luck affected the rest of our lives, even on behaviors not at all related to the bad luck itself. Wow, right. So what happens to the rest of my day when bad luck strikes? Exactly. Say your car breaks down. How does that affect your fitness goals? I guess I never thought about that, but it, it must have some kind of knock-on effect, right? Like, I guess I could see it going either way. Maybe you have a stroke of bad luck and that motivates you to work harder to achieve your goals. But on the other hand, having bad luck can be kind of depressing. That's exactly how the researchers were looking at this. Does bad luck motivate you or does it just bum you out? And it turns out it's the latter option. In a series of experiments, the researchers found that participants who were introduced to an event in which they experienced a hearty dose of bad luck had a diminished belief in their own abilities. That led to lower motivation. When people feel less capable, I guess they're less likely to put forth the effort to achieve their goals. I mean, if you think achieving your goal, isn't all that likely, why try? Right. And like I said, the researchers were surprised to find out that those feelings extended to other aspects of our lives. So if we have bad luck at work, those negative feelings ripple over into our home life or other goals. It's like bad luck syndrome. Did you <laughs> call it goal paralysis? Yep. The total lack of motivation to pursue your goals. Mm. So is there any cure Interestingly, the cure might come from a change of perspective. So they found that participants who had a stronger belief in free will are less affected by bad luck. Mm, so people who feel that they have less control over their own destiny are more susceptible to the effects of bad luck. Yes. Plus, if you think your goals are highly achievable, the impact of bad luck was reduced. So the next time I run over a nail and get a flat, I should just remember that I have free will and imagine that all of my goals are highly attainable. <laughs> or, you know, just make goals that are actually achievable. That's really less fun. That's fair. Yeah. <laughs> 
Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Americans use a ton of salt each year. But did you know that 44% of the salt we use is the briny, dirty stuff we spread on the roads and highways to keep them from freezing up? 44%? That... That sounds like an incredible amount of salt. By some estimates, that's anywhere between 15 and 32 million metric tons of road salt every single year. So yeah, it's an incredible amount of salt. And a new study led by Professor Sujay Kaushal from the University of Maryland suggests that this massive demand for salt is having a hugely negative effect on our environment and our health. Okay, I think I can imagine why road salt would have a negative effect on the environment. But we're not eating it, right? So why would it affect our health? Great question. To answer that, we need to dig a little bit deeper and talk about what researchers call the salt cycle. But it's also important to note that salts aren't just those little crystals that make you thirsty after a big bowl of Kung Pao chicken. Salt encompasses a pretty broad range of compounds, everything from calcium and magnesium to potassium and sulfates. And usually these salts make it to the Earth's surface through natural geologic processes. Right. Um, regular erosion, earthquakes, river flows, volcanoes. Yeah, that stuff. But humans love these compounds. We mine them like crazy. We spread them on our crops. We use them in construction and industrial processes. We are basically turbo-boosting the natural salt cycle. Kind of reminds me of the carbon cycle. Uh, carbon is naturally occurring, but when we burn fossil fuels, we ramp it up like never before. That's a great example. The researchers actually coined the new phrase anthropogenic salt cycle to describe how human activities globally influence all this salt concentration and distribution, which is disrupting the natural balance. So let me guess, all these salts are getting into our water supplies. Good guess. The study shows that these massive concentrations of salts are not only making our drinking water unsafe, but they are super harmful to biodiversity. They say human-caused salinization has impacted around 2.5 billion acres of soil worldwide. That's an area the size of the United States. And it's not just the salt alone. They can bind with other contaminants in the soil and mix up chemical cocktails that can lead to devastating levels of pollution. I mean, anyone who's driven over a recently salted highway knows how bad it is for your car. Absolutely. In some regions, salt is so concentrated that saline dust is released into the atmosphere by evaporating water. And that can lead to faster snowmelt and contamination, a double whammy in regions already seeing water scarcity. Okay, so what can we do? It sounds pretty hopeless. I mean, if you don't salt the roads, they become really slick, right? The researchers suggest policies to limit salt usage. Like you can pre-treat the roads with brine that actually reduces the amount of salt needed. And believe it or not, beet juice makes snow and ice melt, which means using that on the roads could reduce our need for salt. <laughs> beet juice? You're kidding. I'm not. But the bigger thing the study recommends is what they call a planetary boundary for safe and sustainable salt use. Kind of like how we aim to control carbon dioxide levels for climate change. Man, salt usage is one of those things you don't really think about, but it turns out it has a huge impact on our world. I couldn't have put it better myself. Let's recap what we learned today to wrap up. Spanish researchers have successfully developed a brain-computer interface, enabling users to play a multiplayer Connect 4 game 
through thought control with a remarkable 94% accuracy. This groundbreaking study, blending technology and gaming, opens new possibilities in interactive entertainment and medical applications. Groundbreaking new research has revealed how our perception of bad luck can cause goal paralysis, significantly reducing our belief in our own ability to achieve success. The study not only challenges our understanding of luck's role in human behavior, but also opens new avenues in exploring the intricate relationship between luck, self-efficacy, and motivation. A new study suggests that the growing global demand for salt, intensified by human activities like mining and road treatments, is making the Earth's air, soil, and freshwater saltier, posing huge environmental and health risks. This study underscores the urgent need for sustainable salt management to mitigate its widespread ecological impacts. Curiosity Daily is produced by Wheelhouse DNA for Discovery. You can follow our show wherever you get your podcasts, and we would love it if you could take a second to leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.